0: Hey folks, and welcome to the Daily Ratings Podcast. It's a show where each week we'll sit down with the Vincent Daly to get his thoughts on the latest movies he's been watching, both older films and new releases. And don't worry, there's no spoilers. Vince will give a brief review of the movie, share some thoughts, and of course, then rate the film. The Daily Ratings are always fair, honest, and most importantly, they're consistent. On today's show, Vince will be rating and reviewing... The Hunted by William Friedkin, Warrior by Gavin O'Connor, Kin by Jonathan Baker and Josh Baker, Ambulance by Michael Bay, and finally newly released Bullet Train, directed by David Leitch. So stay tuned and enjoy the show. Vincent Daly, how's it going, buddy? Tommy, how's it going? Uh, it's going well for me. We had a we had a week off and we released a special there. But uh, how's your movie watching me going?
1: Yeah, so I was on the road this week, and uh, that kind of was a little bit of a juggling act in itself to watch movies. But it kind of. Kind of bred uh, my own idea of movies on the road, you know, something that you maybe catch on TV, something that you maybe is a little bit mindless. You okay, know, you just kind of sitting uh, in an put airplane of- too, something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, movies on the road is kind of the theme this week, and uh, of course, excited <laughs> to talk about Bullet Train, which is uh, of course it's got your boy. It's <laughs> got yeah, everyone's
0: boy, everyone's boys, Brad Pitt. I don't know if I can claim Brad Pitt all by <laughs> right, himself. Right, I'm excited for Bullet Train. I hope, uh, yeah, I want it to be good. Sure. And I want to see it. I want to see it. So I hope it's good. But first, okay, so I kind of like that. Kind of on-the-road movies. you mm-hmm. easy watchers. Kind of action-packed guys. You're mm-hmm. right, right. We're starting back in 2003. Uh, this is The Hunted by William Freakin. And I had always remembered this was a good film. Uh, yeah. But I'm not sure. If, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if it's right though. It's got
1: a lot of critical flack on it, actually, and uh, I was surprised uh, because you know Friedkin is is definitely a top director for me. Uh, I'm always looking to tackle more, and despite you know some critical hate on this one, uh, I was willing to give it a chance. Uh, you know, for a really a great director, good
0: cast too. Yeah, you yeah. Got Tommy Lee Jones and um and and Benicio. So.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Uh, and actually, Benicio
1: is introduced as kind of. A uh, black ops assassin, uh, off the record and and jaded towards the terrible things he was deployed for. Um, honestly, the the premise of this movie reminds me of a lot out there, uh, and maybe a little bit, bit of a theme this week as well. pretty much every movie kind of reminded me of other movies, uh, which uh, you know is good and bad. You know, it's what's comfortable, and if anything, that kind of adds to the on the road watch. You know, yeah, I didn't yeah, want to be definitely. jumping through hoops for it. So his. Uh, his skills were originally honed by Tommy Lee Jones as, uh, as a master tracker uh, and basically operated a program teaching uh, these killer skills they both utilize, uh, most notably being able to create a knife design for optimal close-quarters combat. Uh, this is very much in the vein of... I don't say this as a slight to it, but "Wanna Be Tom Clancy." Uh, this oh, is definitely okay. focused on details of tracking and what blade is best for killing, and 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 those and those type of gritty military or paramilitary details that Tom Clancy is known for. This is not a property of his, though. Right. So.
0: And I, that's the one that is the thing I remember about this film is I remember it was on like lists of. Okay, great, great fight battles or great <laughs> knife fights in movies. Yes, yes. And I forgot how much was knife centric in the film. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it really is a, a knife
1: lovers movie. <laughs> uh, and, and and for what it's worth, I mean those those knife fights, the multiple knife fights, and I'll, I'll get into <laughs> I get into you know how much uh, the movie is bare bones, but in a very good way, it keeps us right where we want to be. They're they're really bloody and uh, definitely a uh, an interesting. Matchup seeing old Tommy Lee Jones going up against young Benicio del Toro, <laughs> but uh, uh, it, it is good. It, the movie definitely gives you what you want. Uh, I would say uh, this this style, though, uh, it is shown directly in that military babble of the script. The focus on you know tracking patterns and and certain types of shoes and efficiency of blade styles. I mean, I would. In a way, call it maybe a, a, a touch cookie cutter, and I think this is driven home because the the story doesn't really have much more than the chase of Tommy Lee Jones being brought in as the master to hunt down his student. Okay, um, sure. It is both good and a bad, and I would say maybe more leaning towards good because, honestly, there's, there's no fluff to this movie. Even when there comes a time to explain Benicio's motivations, maybe elaborate on the connection between Tommy and Benicio as characters in this kind of master-student relationship. The film gives us a little bit, but it's really not concerned with it. It's concerned with high-stakes thriller action and having knife fights against in each chase, other. <laughs> and the chase. That's yeah, awesome, yeah. Exactly. Uh, so may- maybe I think, I-, I make note of this because, again, you look online and even at the time, mm-hmm. this film got a almost a surprise amount of flack
0: did it really uh, yeah. yeah, I always yeah. thought I always thought it was a good movie I don't know.
1: right, right, and uh if anything, this was i i I think a theme this week was seeing something and and maybe doing some preliminary research and seeing it was bad, and almost getting excited to be like, all right, can I be a contrarian can I, can I say this is a good movie or anything like that um and uh, I, I mean I definitely see where hardcore critics couldn't look at this and say, Oh, I mean, the story is nothing, you know what I mean? It's right, it's wanna be it's right. wanna be Rambo. It's wanna be first blood. But at the same time there was a certain focus that this film had that was refreshing where so much uh, in the modern landscape is their fluff. They're adding in a either comedic right, spin, right. you know, uh, they, they, it really was refreshing for yeah, that Yeah, it's reason. only
0: an hour and 34 too, so that's good that it's oh, like yeah. you're in your seat and that's you just go.
1: And you know how much I've been appreciating that hour and
0: 30, you know, mark. You oh, know? absolutely. <laughs> it's a compounding <laughs> effect, so uh, I, I've what, been enjoying that. What? Uh, so what were some of these films, you know, some other films that came to mind – were any of them like oddly enough the fugitive with with Tommy Lee Jones and constantly just on the chase? Or?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely there. Just just with the nature of soldier jaded towards the things he had to do, uh, it is very much uh, first blood um, okay, uh, of the right. Rambo yeah. series. And especially that you know Benicio is kind of set into the wild uh, and is running away from his pursuers, you right, know, right. That type of jungle mixed with you know uh, almost predator action to it. Uh, that that's why it was coming that's to cool. mind. That's cool. That's I mean, yeah. And I think this film again, whether you want to knock it or not for its wannabe Tom Clancy detailed orientedness, right? It has a it has a cool amount of detail. You, you yeah, I was going to say traps, is that bad. Yeah, yeah, traps. I mean you know, shoes. I, I think, again... That's gonna... Some people are not going to see that and get any kind of kind of enjoyment out of it. I think I was enjoying it because, again, it set up the focus that this is about the thriller action, mm-hmm. not necessarily, oh, what is the poetic uh, father-son relationship between Benicio and Tommy? Right, you know what right. I mean? Oh, yeah. I have to say, totally a movie you would watch with your dad in an afternoon. <laughs> I mean, this <laughs> is like a, you know, a USA watch or something. Uh, the story here is in super deep uh, and instead, you know, again, like I've said multiple times, set up on that chase and focused on on high suspense. I have to say, one aspect I loved was how much Tommy and Benicio are pitted against each other. You know, acting-wise, neither of them are really doing anything special, but uh, I really enjoyed how much time the plot is focused on them being neck and neck. I mean, mm. Benicio will get somewhere, and Tommy is right on his tail. And I think this made up for maybe... You look at Tommy Jones, uh, even in 2003, and he's, you know, he's not an action star, you know? I mean, this is not a physical performance that we get out of him. And I think very strategically in the edit of this film, we get to see Tommy be a master to Benicio, even though he's not anywhere near as physical as Benicio on screen, but they they keep him right on his his tail, and it shows that he is the master. Right, he's got the brains
0: behind it, even if he's the aging kind of soul. Exactly.
1: Yeah, with that physical performance maybe lacking a little bit. So right. I think very strategically, again, the film isn't going to give a huge amount of extra time for maybe us to see Tommy B. less than, you know, 100%. It's bo- you know, it's, it's slimmed down, it's bare bones, but it, it knows what it wants to achieve, and it's about this high-action chase. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's great. Yeah, and pretty much all it, it, throughout the film, Yeah, so. there's not
0: that much fat, and it's just keeping you engaged. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Absolutely.
1: Uh, but this movie pays off with many sequences with the two engaged, um surprisingly because i was you know expecting them to kind of save the confrontation uh for the very end uh instead we have really multiple beats of conflict between these two you know i think maybe that was my modern watching expecting this to build up the conflict you know they do, they never meet each other face to face maybe you get one halfway through you get a little bit of conflict right, right. for the second act, but then it's all built up for the end. Instead, that would have been we're cookie cutter. Right? That's cookie right. cutter. Yeah. Uh, instead, we are with them, you know, constantly for this hour and thirty runtime, and maybe in that it's a little one note. But uh, I got to say, it was it was not bad. It was far from bad. Uh, good. Good. So, as far as the story, it is brief. Uh, the focus was where it should be, and uh, I would say again, the action is particularly sharp with some knife fights that are pretty awesome here. Uh, I can't really say there is significant storytelling between these two characters, but again, is that bare-bone approach is what I was enjoying about this. Uh, this film originally got panned for comparisons to First Blood uh, and, and other kind of rogue vengeance, vengeance-styled action flicks, but I would argue the simplicity here, it serves this master-student relationship, and it pays it off well, By not muddying the runtime with aspects that would take us away from what clearly is the film's strength. And that is high-intensity action sequences, chase sequences, and this kind of military thriller vibe. We're going to go ahead and give The Hunted a 64. Hey, okay. It was solid. We'll take a 64. Yeah, yeah. I would say... uh, Yeah, that's a pretty good movie. Yeah, there's there's some others this week that... (laughs) I expected in that sixty four, but no. no. <laughs> so I'm happy the hunted was there, and definitely happy to always check out Freakin's work because he's a you know he's a great director. You know, yeah,
0: that's awesome. Yeah, that's just, it definitely deserves a rewatch. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and watch this one. I think if only for
1: knowing what is the best blade to kill a man. Right. You know?
0: <laughs> okay, awesome. So that's 2003 with the hunted. We're going on to 2011. This is Warrior. With Gavin O'Connor directing, Tom Hardy's the lead, and what do we get with this? this is a boxing movie correct? Uh, a MMA movie specifically, ah, but very okay. much
1: uh, you know structured like uh, many other boxing movies. Uh, this kicked off definitely the watching from the road. This was just in the hotel's HBO, so I was like, all right, you know, it was perfect. But, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. I gotta, I gotta get them done. You know, I gotta get the five <laughs> done. So looking at a. Uh, kind of a little bit about this film. I remembered it was also on a recommended list from my buddy Craig, Uh, so it was kind of a perfect watch, you know, just something to put on and, you know, not super critically watch it, but I wound up getting pretty invested in the story uh, here. Uh, It definitely is a drama as much as it is... MMA, or if you will, like a boxing type of format right, uh, to right. the storytelling, uh, the competition of it. Uh, Tom Hardy and Joel Egerton Edg- are brothers, uh, and they are estranged by their alcoholic father, played by Nick Nolte. I cannot stress enough, Nick Nolte is phenomenal here. I mean, he's playing uh, an alcoholic uh, father, it just makes sense.
0: <laughs> right,
1: yeah. It, it kind of fit into it. <laughs> um, he got the Oscar nomination here, and, and I'll return oh, to... Oh, he did? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just a nod. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and. This was—I actually—I forgot to look up who who won it that year, but yeah, I, I mean, I can't stress enough. I mean, he really is—you know—both both Tom and and Joel are great. Uh, I would say Nick is really, I mean, really phenomenal here. Um, The story splits its time between each brother. While I definitely preferred Tom Hardy's story for his performance, both sides keep a focus on MMA fighting. I think, uh, I mean, not to to parrot what I said with The Hunted, but there was a certain focus. You know, this film very much was about the drama of their lives Mm -hmm. and these brothers' lives and how they intertwine back together after being apart. There are just so many sequences that we actually get, you know, substantial sparring or actual just straight up MMA fights. Uh, It was very enjoyable. I mean, I think there there was a a good focus this film had, um, which... More and more as hmm. we progress through the week, uh, focus will be lost. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, the film is building towards a grand title match uh, in the MMA. This is also interesting position because I think in the storytelling of this MMA is not too mainstream yet, or UFC as far as the actual structure to it. Right, right. It is not too mainstream yet. Is kind of more of a niche, uh, um, you know, fighting. Uh, and I think there there's a, some enjoyment of that as well. Looking back on this because this was definitely an earlier film in the in the development of the sport and whatnot. So good good publicity for that. And like I said, there are plenty of s- smaller spars to keep the action, you know, so much so that I can still call it an action. Otherwise, it would be probably, hmm. you know, 90% of drama and then just the payoff is with action. Right, so right. So I thought it was important uh, for that because... The highlight for me here is in the fighting and how it's filmed. I mean, much like we covered for In Full Bloom. Right, right. um, Or really, when I'm watching any sort of boxing type of movie, just how the fight choreography of an action film is probably the most important, how that's communicated to the audience through the camera work. Uh, This as well, I think, uh, this is not camera work that is just kind of, you know, there to... Just, just get the job done. They are doing creative things. I think one thing I noticed specifically about this film is that because MMA is dropping to the ground so often, we get hmm. these drastic vertical drops in the camera work uh, and in the frame which on the surface may just look like, you know, your average shaky cam. You know, this is 2011. Right, right. You know, I mean, the, the shaking cam is still just very very much in style here but I think it's a good match because there is so often uh, the fighters are not going to be on their feet. They're going be on the ground and beating each other up, so I think the shaky cam or getting more chaotic in the camera work or in the cinematography when we're on the ground, I think was a, a good highlight of this film.
0: Yeah, visually it played well, visually it, it was part of the storytelling, and you were exactly. into it. Exactly, what, Was this, would you say, if, if it's doing a good job of telling the two stories of these two main two components, so maybe mm-hmm. like Nick Nolte in there and everything like mm-hmm. that, if you're not a fan of UFC or something mm-hmm. like this, is this still a film for you it's it, it's it's still you know does it still have the drama and the storytelling there absolutely yeah, yeah.
1: I, I would say if anything this is for a very wide array of audience members joel's side is again a little bit more uh, predictable my preference was definitely tom hardy's side mm-hmm. just for the sadness that was attached to it but uh you know he has a family he's driven kind of into this because he needs he needs uh you know help financially as well he's he's running out of options. Uh, similarly on both sides you have the the through line of Nick Nolte as their father and their alcoholism and what right. drove them apart originally you know and that's 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 excellent to unpack and i would say really when we're not on the ring the film's tone is sad and reflective um, not to you know, over compare uh, in, in my description of this but it really is off the back of 2008's The Wrestler. It really had that same type of approach that when we're not in the ring we're really getting very emotionally intimate with our characters. Uh, it's not just all about in a rocky way where it's about the competition and the mm, training. Yeah it's so true. You know, There's more of emotional depth in that time away from the ring.
0: I think I like that and it's weird this period where yeah we, we do have the Mickey Rourke one, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. a few that came out, kind of. There's something yes. something that people are able to do with these boxing movies sure. where they're hitting on that the dramatic and really the characters more. Mm-hmm. Where it's for anyone. I mean, even if you go back to Million Dollar Baby or something like that. Sure, I mean, sure. It's, it's, it's good to hear that you mm-hmm. don't have to be really into the sport or know anything about it, really. Mm-hmm. There's so much more there for you.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think the peak for me is always going to be Raging Bull. Where just sure. how simply it is fighting in the ring, fighting outside of the ring. You know I mean? Yeah. The fight comes home. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying that that story can't be repeated uh, or can't be improvised upon, but uh, I think that's where on the Joel uh, on Joel's side, as far as that performance there uh, and the storyline there, that's where I felt there was maybe some more generic aspects, and that's where I was enjoying Tom Hardy's side, where he is. Uh, there, There's kind of a mystery to why he is not an active uh, service member in the army. There's also the ongoing mystery of his relationship with the father, which mm. is a little bit less clear-cut uh, involving their mother. Uh, and I think there's, there's a lot good to unpack there that breaks the mold of just another boxing fighting story. You right, know another I mean? Rocky.
0: I think Rocky was a great... Exactly. Yeah, yeah. definitely.
1: I think, uh, really, as far as the performances here, like I said, Nick Nolte is stellar. Uh, I think a uh, well-deserved for the Oscar nomination, and uh, there's just so much depth that he brings into wanting to make up for the sins of his past. Um, I, I there, there was really some enjoyment there, and honestly, I mean... I can't really say I'm a huge Nick Nolte fan. You know, I mean, I don't really have anything even off the top of my head that I'm like, oh, yeah, you got to see him in this. But this might be that. And uh, I I think that's great. You know, that was very enjoyable to watch him in it. And you can say, you know, what really depth is there bringing to, you know, Alcoholic Father. But I'm telling you, you know, he brings a lot to the performance, specifically in the stage of recovery that he's in. Right. Uh, And again, how this interplays and almost is never even given a straight answer for of what specifically, was done to drive these brothers apart. You know, I mean, it's almost left to the imagination to the very end, which is great. You know, yeah, I like that. It's not holding your hand, it's not, you know, we're not getting a flashback uh, of, of what exactly happened, right? You know?
0: That's actually, I, I like the sound of that. Mm-hmm. It's just straight through a dialogue and what's going on in present day, and you're just picking up the pieces mm-hmm. kind of and, where this family's at, really. Absolutely. Yeah. And the
1: storytelling is told through his response of how much he's apologizing, and, and meanwhile, you're wondering, well, what the hell did he do? Right, you know, to right. apologize so much, so huh. I, I really do think it's you know that that's that tale of alcoholism and the the ripple effect uh, it produced in the brothers' lives. I mean that was really the cornerstone uh, of why I think the drama worked here. So I should also say again that Egerton's side, uh, Joel's side is is. Not bad, again, my my approach to it is just that it's just a touch generic, it feels like the drama around financial problems, you know, it just it just feels like we need a reason to get him in the ring, and no less get him in the ring with having these fam- familial problems with his brother as well, okay. you know, both competing in the same industry, or, or competing in the same competitions, you kind of wonder, why are they not linking up, why are they not, you know, uh, sharing moments together, and... It feels I don't know. It feels a little bit disconnected when it comes to Egerton's side, where Tom Hardy's side. I did not see that as a problem.
0: What was the what was kind of the percentage of time on screen between those two? Did Tom Hardy kind of get more of a light shed on him?
1: I would say it's a good fifty-fifty. Really? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Surprising. Surprisingly, yeah. so. Uh, I mean, maybe you know, it, you, you could say Egerton is the the more morally good character between the two so there's maybe a, a leaning the story has with okay. that but it really was a 50-50 I mean this is a story huh. for brothers uh, and, and, and about brothers and, and uses that well in in how brothers fight uh, and obviously it's about fighting so yeah. I think there was a good follow through okay. in a lot of ways. I think this is a solid movie though, uh, maybe not in the heights of something like we covered not too long ago uh, like in Full Bloom where I was just in Love with the visual artistry there. Yeah, that's a
0: specialty. That really came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: But by no means is this a, a bad movie. And, and like we covered uh, so much so far, you know, a very good story to bring that above. You know, bring it above just maybe something a little bit more cookie cutter or maybe one of those imitators, like you said before, Tom, right. you know, of, of the wrestler, you know, sad fighting movie, I right. guess is the, <laughs> is the subgenre. But yeah, I, as much as I could critique some predictable asp- aspects, again, and this film had focus, and the focus was on the fighting, getting us to the ring, and providing us some some very creative, uh, you know, fight choreography to MMA, which is so chaotic to begin with. Yeah, uh, making sense of that for the audience, I think, is a feat that should not be understated. So very we're going to cool. go ahead and give Warrior a seventy three. Ooh, seventy three. Okay.
0: Definitely one to check out for everyone. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I thought it was a good watch.
0: Yeah, okay. That kind of came out. of The 73 is very good. And I like that. I think, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is about these fighting movies, but I just think we've had a good string of these. Yeah. And I don't know Is it it's because there's so much sadness and like, <laughs> I mean, the way you just have to fight to be... So high up, just to mm-hmm. get anywhere in the sport. I don't know what it involves exactly, but mm-hmm. that's great. That's that's fantastic. I forget what what we gave in full bloom.
1: I think that cracked the eighties. Oh, I'm is correct. that right? Okay, yes, yeah, I yes. think you're right. And I did. I mean that on a on a whole different level, just because I mean it was it, it had drama. It had you, you know, love the way it was shot. Yeah, wonderful yeah. shot. I mean there was just there was just artistry to do how it looked. You know, not to take a take the luster away from Warrior though. Sure,
0: absolutely. Okay, so that's Warrior with a seventy three. Okay, we're gonna move on on to 2018. This film is called Kin. I, I, and you're like, wait, what is Kin? You know? I have no, yeah, I have no idea what it is. So, what do we have here, and what? Why was it on your radar exactly? Why did this fit in with the travel movies? <laughs> sure, kind of sure. Thing?
1: Yeah, this was my second on the road watch, and, <laughs> and, and and Kin was on one of my lists for some time because of very sleek sci-fi visuals, which I undoubtedly saw in a trailer okay. and wrote quick down on a uh, on a list of mine. Um, in the time it was off my radar, though, it released to be a critical and commercial. Failure, so <laughs> I quickly, much like was the theme this week. I quickly saw this. So I was like, "All right, I'm, I'm excited to kind of call heads or tails on this." Yeah, uh, okay, and then give my give my two cents. Look into what happened it, so. with Ocean's
0: Thirteen? Right. You know, exactly. Those are the best. That's when something like exactly. that happens. Exactly.
1: Vin the Contrarian. You know, <laughs> just just shaking <laughs> things up. This movie was born from a short film called Bagman. Uh, same director brothers uh, that did this, uh, and they haven't really done anything either uh, than this. Uh, and originally from Dust Studios, which is a indie sci fi producer similar to something like Oats Studios, which we've talked about in the before. Uh, yes. Time. Okay. Uh, so much so that I believe when both were coming around, I sent you something from Dust and. And you were like, wait. I I don't know what this is. You know, we we were talking about oats. That sounds about right. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, so almost so. I I you know confused. So very small
0: time, like low budget stuff.
1: Yes, uh, sci-fi short films. um, Definitely in the producer type of uh, studio role, and just giving uh, sci-fi short filmmakers a chance. Uh, These brothers were one of them with Bagman, and then this got big enough to be uh, transform into Kin. Okay. So the story here is, uh, I mean, not to overcomplicate it. It is about a kid that finds a sci-fi space gun... And it is the coolest space gun I've ever seen in years. I mean, it's it, the design on this thing is like District Nine cool. Like, you, really? You want you want you know a uh, a replica of it? It's so awesome. <laughs> what is mind boggling is the film does everything it can to run away from the fun premise of kid finds a sci fi gun <laughs> to <laughs> shove this like moody family drama coming of age in your face, and it just does not work. Um, this also includes. Includes James Franco playing a cartel gangster hunting his kid and his brother. I could see that. Yeah, once again, this is a story of brothers. The kid is much younger than than his uh, than his brother, and there's a little bit of a chase there. What's odd is that this film really takes such a downer tone. It's almost. Like drive in the sense that it's it's very it's it's unusually sad. It's unusually reflective, almost so that it kind of hurts itself a little bit with this. Huh. Uh, and this downer tone what? drama is such a poor match for kid has a. F- Cool alien gun premise <laughs> that, <laughs> that it, it it just it takes halfway to the into the movie that there's even anything remotely interesting with this you know what I mean
0: yeah so they didn't take it like kid finds cool space gun and then we get into like is that the only sci-fi that's in this film uh, yes like uh, it's just the shooting of the of the cool gun uh, and that's it
1: there is a slightly no. um you know there there All are right, sci-fi yeah, you have to get into it. yeah have to get yeah. into it uh, I mean there are sci-fi forces in the sense that. Some Someone is looking for this gun. You know, this gun got here somewhere. You know what I mean? So we have you know real world James Franco cartel you know chasing leader. these two kids exactly chasing tick- older brother t- sci-fi horses chasing younger brother okay you
0: know? all right uh it's not good though it's, <laughs> it's, it's just, interesting premise i mean it sounds yeah. like it would be tough to make it a good movie
1: <laughs> yeah uh it's it's a shame because the the cgi the the design the visual design here is gorgeous i mean stunning really yeah but it is i mean less than five percent of the film it is it is it is really sprinklings of these sci-fi elements and instead i really can't call this too much of a sci-fi it's you know it is much more of this like downer coming of age uh, gritty family drama uh like just make cool scenes yeah. with this gun man you're you looking for a bit I mean? of a thriller yeah. right yeah or, or just i don't I mean, just
0: something cool to use. Go- <laughs> the,
1: the the even just from a, 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 a script uh, perspective, you know, the kid has the gun. The, for, uh, the amount of times that I said, "Well, maybe the gun will come into play here," you know, what I mean, that he's carrying it with him, or it's, <laughs> nope, there's no. nothing. You know, you know. Again, I I can't stress enough when we get the the uh, CGI, the the sharp looking design. Maybe the fidelity and the quality of it is because it was so. So few, you know, they could really pump the quality, you know, their budget into these few couple things. I mean, there's a scene that is 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 awesome with a portal, and I mean, it just looks so cool. But none of it is given a share of the screen time. It's like Terminator without Arnold doing anything, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It really is. I mean, everything wrong with this boils down to the family elements. Uh, A perfect example is there is. This scene that they the, the brothers go into a strip club and the kids obviously un- underage for the strip club. Mm-hmm. It bounces back and forth between being a dark, sad. What are we doing here? I you you know better to raise me this way, kind of thing. To fun, happy, upbeat. Like oh, the strippers are giving him soda and and you know we're having a good right. time and he's <laughs> teaching how to respect women. It's just it's so <laughs> conflicted and none of it has to do with. With the cool space right. <laughs> gun it's, it's it's outrageous oh man uh i was i was i was disappointed
0: yeah, with doesn't it seem like the movie has like i don't know how would you how would you put that in the words it doesn't have clarity it doesn't have proper narrative i mean uh
1: I- c- confusion lack of focus yeah, definitely yeah. confusion on what the hell we want you know almost what are we signing up for when we see this you know and maybe yeah, maybe definitely. kin doesn't equate to space space gun, but you know what I mean I I man uh, it's it's it was very frustrating. So uh, would you
0: put this as like sad drama with yeah. sci fi dressings?
1: Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. It's like they made a sad drama out of like one of those ninety movies like S- Star Kid or something, where like the kid finds like a you know okay. something you know like a, a something sci fi that he's using, or like Flight of the Navigator or something like that. It's it's like. <laughs> trying to be a fun '90s sci-fi romp for from a kid's perspective, but it's also very sad and very <laughs> intense. And James Franco is is like a full cartel member, so it's like very intense in weird ways. But it's also PG-13, you know? It's a mess. It's, yeah, it's a mess. It's That's, a mess. That's a mess. what it sounds like. Yeah, it, it's uh, also critically. It's got some very corny, stale acting, and I, I don't want to grill these these actors too much. <laughs>
0: Dennis the Quaid kid. is in it, I see. Uh,
1: Dennis Quaid was bad. Was he? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. I just wanted to be
1: good. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, Franco may be passable. His brother, though, I mean, uh, the lines just come off like man, he's, he's, it's like, it's, it's first round of acting and, and, and granted, you know, I, I, want to maybe clock this criticism back because these are, you know, these, not our student filmmakers, but these are, these are, um, you know, new filmmakers, you know, they, they hit it big with a, with an interesting short film. They got a chance at cracking into this and
0: blew blew it, blew it, they made a bad picture (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah it, it's just I don't know it, the what highlights the the crappy family drama is worse acting and again it's just like man. How do you not understand we want to see the space gun? You know what I mean? It just really boils down to that. <laughs> That's what uh, it seems like. <laughs> Or at least I want to see the space gun. I maybe mean, maybe I'll clock myself back, you know. It's <laughs> like it's it's a cool gun, you know. I don't know. There's just like something fundamental is like you you want to cr- write a story from a kid's perspective. The kid is going to be about you know what he found, uh, and the curiosity, and maybe he tries it off, and it goes off. But at least we have a scene like that. You know what I mean?
0: I mean, I'd love the idea of kid finding cool space gun, mm-hmm. and the rigid the people who own it are tracking him down, sure. and trying to find it. That alone is awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, if
1: anything, there was <laughs> oh, go ahead.
2: Go ahead.
0: I'm sorry, <laughs> it's, it's reminding me of what the hell is that movie called? The Watch. Were the watch he, the comedy with, no, okay. with with um Ben Stiller? Uh, my, ben Stiller <laughs> and my boy is in it as well. Stop,
1: no. You have no boys in the watch.
0: Oh, yes I do. Ooh.
1: Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Yes. Oh, he is in the watch.
0: Yeah, him and then uh, and Super Bad <laughs> kid that I can't remember. I can't remember his, I mean, his name today.
1: Who, uh, who is Super Bad? Jonah Hill.
0: Yes. Is Jonah Hill in the watch? Yes. Okay. And then they got a black guy that no one knows to be the black guy in the film.
1: <laughs> right. Token token black guy. But
0: that's like found an object, and then like it's actually. I think it's actually like a decent movie. It's a kind of a funny comedy. <laughs> but that's a film that do it. Was. We've okay. a- alien object, and then a movie around that alien object, mm-hmm. and then aliens. It. it like, p- pursues, not yeah. this. This would have been cool if kid finds it, and then it's like him and his brother in an all out chase.
1: Right. And from... it is a chase, but it's not about what's fun with it.
0: I mean, uh, I like, believe the cartel me, doesn't even involve them. I mean, I can't yeah, them.
1: exactly. I mean, listen, I will, <sighs> I'm going to be listening back to this and and turning over in my grave if anything Adam Pro- the Adam project of all things no, did this better no. yeah it, I'm telling you the Adam project at least understood that from the kid's perspective the kid wants to have fun with the cool sci-fi stuff yeah you know okay, what I mean? all right, very true you know there's just something fundamental there uh, folks I'll, I'll say there you know it is it is such a shame because this is a great looking film and and parts of this film I would say you know it, it is. It is. It is just such a shame that they could not put the focus where it needed to be, and no less maybe take lessons from The Hunted and slim it down. You know what I mean? Slim it down yeah. to an hour and thirty. Uh, and uh, actually, I don't know the runtime. It's this an hour story. forty-two. Okay, so. They did slow it down. (laughs) Slow it down. Back to that short film. (laughs) That's so true. And again, I, you know, I can't stress enough. If you know this, this somehow gets to the ears of these director brothers. uh, I mean, believe me. I, I love the vision. I love the visual design of, of what is put on screen, but. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to to like this. You know, this movie found its way back to my eyes after being on a list that I wrote down on a random note from 2018. Right. So, you know, I, if anything, I was a contrarian and wanting to say I love this movie, but it absolutely just fails to understand... Why would anyone watch this in the first place? What is really just the elevator pitch, getting people in the seats or clicking and, and watching it, you know, on the road, you know? It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> coming back to this. Um, so much so, I would say, in a last-ditch effort to really try to fight and find a, 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 uh, some value in this film, I, I actually gave the original 15-minute short uh, a watch on YouTube, uh, The uh, Bagman, and That's a good idea. It is 100% different uh, as far as how the drama is built and how the gun is used, Uh, but maybe it gets an honorable mention. I mean, I think if... You're really maybe curious about some of this visual design that I'm talking about. That fifty minute short does not have the visual fidelity that we find in Kin, but it is at least a step in the right direction. So a slight honorable mention for the original short Bagman, which you can watch very easily on YouTube. Otherwise, I would say don't bother with this one. We're gonna go ahead and give Kin a thirty-four.
0: Okay, that's what I'd like to see.
1: <laughs> Tom's out for blood.
0: Thirty-four, I love it. <laughs> well, that's why I never heard of the movie before All right. <laughs> Well, that's a disappointment for you.
1: It is, yeah. <laughs> Especially because I found it, I was excited. I was like, "Oh yeah!" I've never seen this. What
0: is your ratio of excited and then being disappointed when it comes to sci-fi? Because oh. you're always so you're you're always so upbeat about it. I know because you just it, anyone could be that one, yeah. the one you're searching for. Your next Solaris and everything. Exactly,
1: exactly. But so many are not. I would say know? the rate. Yeah, I would say your percentage is is yeah. <laughs> not so high. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's not great. There's a
0: lot of thirty-four uh, <laughs> sci-fi. Out there, that's why.
1: <laughs> right, right. Also, I think there's something I'm consciously fighting to not, you know, fighting my bias of liking sci-fi just for the sake of that. Right. It's 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 space or it's it's something out there. You know what I mean? So.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> our apologies to the Baker brothers, <laughs> right. but that's a good honorable mention for the for the to see the roots and to see there was actually something there. There's, uh, sure, there's, there's a reason why they got a full feature. Get these guys
1: length. with WetaWorks or you know oh. some really cool like prosthetic or or, or or physical you know even the guy that special effects Oates or
0: whatever they the, yeah. could the, um...
1: um uh well, uh Blondkamp.
0: yes yeah, um,
1: yeah 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 you know get them with a with a studio that that vision can get through um and maybe just a little bit more budget and I think. Hopefully hopefully they have a, a good second second attempt.
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, still that's thirty four percent though for Kin two thousand eighteen. We're gonna move on to <laughs> to this year. Uh, I don't know what possessed you to watch this. <laughs> I said when I when we first sat down, folks. I was just like, I can't, I can't even believe you watched this. Oh man! So I was surprised completely uh, with this, and because I feel like what what I felt watching this trailer probably five times in theaters <laughs> was if you've seen the trailer, you've seen the whole movie. Yes, it's like like bad, bad, bad. You could just tell. Yep. it's a Michael Bay film. Mm-hmm. It didn't look like a good Michael Bay film. This is ambulance, <laughs> and and what do we get with this? It was this rocking? movie, man! Oh,
2: yeah.
1: (laughs) This is uh, our first inaugural Michael Bay film on the podcast. Oh, it is, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And, and, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, Tom. The reason why I didn't cover this when it came out, because, I mean, we were running the podcast, you know. uh, Oh, big time. As far as this coming out, I avoided it because, if anything... The trailer was atrocious. It's so atrocious. Uh, I mean, almost a assuming perfect at exam. least someone,
0: someone who didn't see it. I'm assuming
1: yeah. so. Oh, you assume correctly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but in that itself, I mean, maybe to answer the million dollar question of why the hell return to this, especially now that it's out of the out of the spotlight, is yes. that it was. I wanted an easy watch. I was on the road this week. I, I needed I needed an easy watch to, to recoup, and I thought I almost knew this film. <laughs> it turns out I did know this film from all the trailers, so hey, it's easy. But let's go ahead and, and just do a, a brief, brief introduction of Bayhem. Bayhem, uh, Bayhem 101, if you will. Um, you see, Bay understands the movie biz is about one thing, and that is cash is king. It is about money. It is about making the loudest blockbuster possible. His camera never stops. Lens flares are on every shot. Explosions. Um, explosion. Fireworks. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Uh, a lot of practical effects to, to the credit of it, but you can be sure the script is trashed, if only to keep the action moving forward. Uh, I would say Bayhem refers certainly to the chaotic pacing of his movies, but it's also about momentum. Is this, of... is this
0: a new term from you? Or oh, Or is this no. a no thing?
1: Oh, Bayhem is, is self-coined.
0: Oh, uh, he, he self-coined. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think I think Michael Bay first came up. This with This guy is
0: the biggest joke. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's not a fan of ours. Correct? No, oh, right. we're not fans of his. No,
1: no, yeah. This, I mean, I. I if hate we get big, he'll learn
0: He's, he's not going to be a fan of ours either. Like that much. Yeah, no, but this guy sucks.
1: I think the only other time we mentioned Michael Bay was with the um, with the West Side Story uh, review actually, because
0: it's his favorite movie.
2: <laughs> or one of us that's so funny
1: (laughs) (laughs) but um you know the i think that that relentless momentum of action for what it's worth i mean ambulance is a perfect study or perfect dive into this i mean if you want to know what michael bay is about Ambulance is honestly really, it's, it is one hundred yeah absolutely wow it is,
0: more than transformers more
1: than transformers more than Pearl Harbor more than you, you know did Pearl Harbor oh yeah yeah more than any of his music videos <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah uh, just wanted to get that out of the way and and, and if anything you know like I said. There is almost a interesting study that if you're morbidly curious of Michael Bay, Ambulance kind of is is 100% his DNA. Uh, this movie is actually a remake of a 2005 Danish film called Ambulancen. <coughs> Okay, I don't know if that's how it's pronounced. No, it's yeah, it right. We'll go with <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We play. We follow two brothers played by Jake Hall and Yahya Abdul Mateen, uh, who was uh, the nice. new the uh, new Morpheus. The second, by
0: the way. Yeah, <laughs> the second. Abdul Mateen the second.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, he was uh, new Morpheus uh, in the in the um, who he liked. Uh, yes, yes, he was very good in that, and he's he's you know he's solid in this. O- uh, only one that is I would say grading is actually Jake Hall, So. Uh, you know, take that once for what it's worth. Uh, the story starts at a breakneck speed, getting us right into the opening heist that will soon spiral out of control and test the bond between these brothers as they escape in an ambulance. Uh, that's obviously where the name comes from. Acting wise, this movie is a. Uh, I'm sorry, action wise, this movie is a nonstop roller coaster for two plus hours. I mean, it is. <sighs> It is all an action scene. There's okay, it's, I mean, it's nonstop. I, I don't the, know
0: if I hate I don't know if I hate that. If, I, if the movie's trying to be a thing and it's <laughs> that thing yeah, you know it's two hours and sixteen minutes. though. Right.
1: It's- this this uh, most of all of anything we've covered this week uh, needed to be an hour and thirty. Oh, you know okay. Well, oh, I mean? that totally makes sense. Uh, yeah. If you're gonna make, you know, if we, we want to talk about One Note. If you wanted to make a movie <laughs> that is exclusively an action scene, there, I, I think there needs to be, you know, there there's fat to trim uh, because as action. Slightly lulls to you know as the story needs it to be functional. Right. It's still at a certain like you know they're they're going from a hundred miles per hour to sixty miles per hour in the ambulance. You know what I mean there's it's it's very ridiculous. At any one time on screen there are two helicopters, four cop cars, three motorcycles, drones weaving out in and out of the chase, uh, cars getting demolished. I would say if you love actual physical cars getting wrecked, uh, if you're a blues brother. Fan, this is a watch, you know, Uh, and all of this is shot in downtown Los Angeles. I mean, I think the technical production of this film is actually pretty impressive. I mean, no joke, it was only 40 million on the budget and. I mean, this This looks more expensive than Gray Man. This looks more expensive than, you know, a just, lot of things that we've covered. Just for the
0: sheer usage of, because of, are you saying the amount of traveling the film actually does, and yeah. the fact that you're in LA and what you need to do for yeah, all it's, that? Yeah, it's
1: on shot in LA. It's downtown LA. Oh God, um, the traffic for those people. Yeah,
2: <laughs> for sure, for <laughs> sure. Uh,
1: it's just the amount of car wrecks. Um, you know, obviously I'm imagining he's using some CGI, but as far as like the physical destruction, the Bayhem, yeah. it like it looks it, real like there's definitely these are gasoline I, explosions these are them breaking through concrete that's, barriers uh, hey
0: props to the practical effects yeah which yeah. also yeah. may go to show the practical effects are cheaper and better to go to <laughs> oh, than sorry. cgi like the gray man did
1: <laughs> you know you got a good point there You got gray man had those action sequences that there was all cgi yeah and you know?
0: reportedly 200 million you know he, uh, yeah, Start, well, Bay knows how to make a wow,
1: movie wow we're starting, to be, fans, starting to be fans by the way
0: what you saying is 40 million it was
1: to make i think 40 million uh and the then obviously world Wide, yeah. when, you
0: know the total mo- uh, money. Yeah, would have this- brought in. Yeah, brought in. Uh, I don't know. Under fifty-two million. Ooh, bang. It made twenty-two million in America. I that's think it. that's
1: also why we slightly didn't cover it too, because it wasn't like we weren't no seeing was, it. No one was talking about it.
0: <laughs> that's bad. Yeah. man. That's really bad.
1: Yeah, and and surprising too. uh Him coming off of it, I think definitely his last was a Transformers, or maybe thirteen hours or something like that, but it is with great sadness uh, and I really mean that because this film if you watch it and I mean you turn your brain all the way off it it could probably be a pretty good time but it is with great sadness that uh, I call this definitely the worst script of 2022 Uh, I mean the script is whack Uh, (laughs) this thing be that
0: bad to take that crown is a lot
1: oh yeah right (laughs) and then not even finishing the year you know I mean I I have full confidence that this this will remain the worst script every single line is either screamed at you <laughs> um, <laughs> or or there to manipulate some fake emotion. Like we will go from Jake Gyllenhaal Hall screaming at the top of your lung of, of his lungs as this ambulance is going a hundred miles per hour and then Yaya's phone will ring, and then you know uh, someone will say, "Oh, is that your wife calling?" And it's just like, "No, I don't feel for this man <laughs> who just destroyed like thirty cop cars." You know, it's, there's there's no emotion here, and I would say, worst of all, it's it's jam packed with just straight up cringy comedy. Uh, I don't like using the word cringy, but mm. it's so inappropriately placed. There shouldn't uh, be any comedy. In this. Yeah, and, and it's almost you know the lulls in the action are. To fit in comedy, uh, of all things. Uh, it, it is unreal. Uh, an example of this is that they are, again, it's they're going a little bit slower in the ambulance. It's only like 60 miles an hour. <laughs> and to calm down, they both put in a, an earbud and they start singing sailing to, to calm down. Like, sailing, sailing takes take me, away. me away. Like, it's so out of place <laughs> and, and then they take the earbuds out and like there's sniper fire on the you know the helicopters are flying under the it, it is nuts it is nuts and believe me i was laughing a lot at this folks it was all at the film very strictly yeah, at the yeah because it's
0: not supposed to be a comedy <laughs> it's not billed as a comedy at all
1: no no i mean it's uh, yeah i mean it's it's a comedy in the sense that every film is in the wake of marvel kitsch you know, and Marvel, you know, jokiness to it. But there really was some Deadpool-ish type of comedy here uh, in the way that jokes were layered okay. and references were made. References even to Michael Bay movies, which I think was uh, was particularly tasteless. not good. Taste list, it's you not know? good. <laughs> yeah, like particularly a failure uh, for that. But I, I can't... Yeah, I can't stand that. I, I can't stress enough, though. I mean this movie has really solid action. I mean, and maybe even like great action. <laughs> no, um, no. I, it's, it's, I was so oh, conflicted. No. I was so, con- <laughs> he's gearing up folks. He doesn't know what's going to come out of my mouth. Um, I, I, I would say it's, it's got great action, but boy does with that script, it, it just shits the bed. It is so bad. I was in tears laughing how bad some of these lines were. Uh, I, I mean, really, I I think maybe this is our freshest case of so bad it's
0: good. I was going to ask that question because it kind of... It's sounding okay. Yeah, it's. If you're in tears laughing, I mean that's that's it, not a bad thing, right yeah, yeah.
1: right? yeah, not for the the film's intentions. You're not but sad. laughing you're at not sad. you sad
0: like the last movie. Yeah. Was. Yeah. Like Kin.
1: Right. Right. I wasn't disappointed. with right. this. I don't know. It's 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 gonna be it's gonna be a hard one. I mean, this movie is like a soup of other movies. It's a little bit of heat, especially with like the L.A. heist type of theme. Uh, definitely a little bit of speed. Uh, definitely a little bit of phone booth. The comedy, like I said, is very Deadpoolish in how it's layered, and I would say, you know, Bay is ripping off almost from every major action sequence, you know, especially with helicopter uses. Um, you know, I, I think when I look at this. This action film, and I want to give credit credit to some of these action sequences. It's a little bit of on shoulders of giants, but it's also like Michael Bay being a psychopath in his own style. Like <laughs> we have a scene very similar to Terminator Two, where there's a helicopter flying under a bridge and and, and in pursuit of the uh, in pursuit of the ambulance. But it's not just one helicopter; it's two helicopters, and they're dancing around each other, and then there's sniper fire. You <laughs> know, what I mean, it's just like
0: it's it's so it's, much. It's so overkill.
1: Yeah, it's it's excess. I would say all of it kind of makes for a wonderful mess of a film. By no means can I give this film a good rating for how horrific the script is. Okay, But it is not a terrible time and might be a guilty pleasure watch for a lot of audiences for how outrageous it is. And I think So Bad It's Good, Guilty Pleasure. These are kind of on a little bit of an island for the ratings. But for now, we're going to go ahead and give Ambulance a forty-eight.
0: Okay, all right, that's fine. Please, <laughs> please, he's he. He's, he well, can rest I, the I, that's the thing because, like, if you're laughing and literally enjoying watching it because the action is good, but it's so bad and yeah. it's so cheesy and ridiculous, mm-hmm. it's just like, wow, how do you place that? Yeah, and this kind of it, I think a forty-eight represents is so bad it's good. We had talked about that's what almost like the fifty would be, sure, sure, such, but yeah,
1: okay, and definitely something we're we're actively feeling out where it where it lands. I think though. I... Forty-eight maybe illustrates that it's probably on the wrong side of the coin for a yeah. lot of on- audiences. For even just in that excess, like
0: I, see, uh, now I need to make a com- I need to make some commentary of time pub- two shoes. No, no. Oh, I wish. I wish. I wish. Oh, that would be, be hilarious. <laughs> no, I. I have to make commentary on just like the public at large
2: uh-huh. <laughs> and moviegoers.
0: <laughs> well, you know my theory of how Marvel broke broke. Uh, broke cinema broke cinema and good cinema what sure. you know what I mean because it's so much of it and so many of them mm-hmm. over a long period of time where we think that's good movie now mm-hmm. um, this has an eighty eight audience score. Oh. And right, that's bad. That's yeah, I, pathetic. Yeah. Well, I, and I, I, I know, would say pathetic. I know. I mean,
1: people can like whatever they want. Okay. You know. Pathetic was wrong. You're right.
0: <laughs> but wrong. You're right. Because I agree. I didn't. I. I, I know for a fact your 48 is correct. Right. <laughs> right. You know what I mean. I know I'm not going to watch this movie and come away with an 88. But it's like, what's going
1: on that somebody would would people? That's uh, uh, what people think. I think that's that's where guilty pleasure is is really you know. Okay, and it's, it's fine fun, to it's like a it. fun 88. Yeah, it, it's very much... Um, again, it's uh, not
0: a comedy. Fast
1: and Furious, and kind of a similar thing. That's just so okay. outrageous, you know what I mean? Okay. And I mean, I don't know, I, I definitely get what you mean. You know, why do these, so many of these films have a place in our kind of... our like the latest our Spider-Man. ...landscape, you know. That
0: don't deserve to be in that. Uh, right. <laughs> and I think, oh, by the way, I think the people, our producers and listeners mm-hmm. understand... Sure. ...where we're coming from, and I think they agree with us. Sure, sure. Yeah, but I. I but eighty-eight percent. Yeah. For over a thousand audience members who oh, rated really? it. Oh, mm. really? Really? Yeah. I think well, they're the only thousand who saw the, the-, who saw the movie. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I just yeah. want Anyway, I think your forty-eight is appropriate. Yeah. And I will happily watch this and laugh and give it a forty-eight as oh, well. Oh,
1: for sure. This is this is probably the the biggest boys' watch we've had in a long time. So it's <laughs> cop shot. Yeah. it's... <laughs> See, the cop shot was good. This is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Also, maybe take an Advil, uh, pre going, pre watching this film, you know.
2: <laughs> so, Michael Bay,
1: it, it is, uh, yeah, and, and that's what goes back to the beginning of what we were talking about. I mean, this is, his yeah, I don't hate that fundamental Bayhem. Uh, and and in that, it itself. Again, that kind of played into north of forty for the rating for me because I think there could be some morbid enjoyment out of out of watching this, knowing you're going to hate it. But also, I mean, Michael Bay is clearly a successful filmmaker. We need to. I think it's Werner Herzog that says it that we need to study what is coming at us. You know, in the in the in the public sphere. So if people are watching this, well. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> barely breaking even.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, that's the debate. Uh, so maybe if some people are watching this, but he's clearly getting funding. But you if know. you're in
0: a hotel room alone <laughs> and you're just looking for an easy something, oh, the easiest go ahead of something. Have a good time of this. Yeah,
1: so much so that the trailer, I knew the whole thing. You know?
0: yeah i mean right that trailer was atrocious oh yeah that is pathetic
1: i mean you read my mind it was a note i had and is that right <laughs> yeah and you opened it with it and i think a lot of people probably felt the same maybe that played into people thinking they didn't have to see yeah, yeah. we just saw the good we yeah. don't
0: yeah. pay money but we just saw it <laughs> uh okay all right that's enough on that that's 48 for ambul- am- <laughs> yeah. ambulance um, ambulance <laughs> uh, thank you for that fam we just want to remind folks here we are completely producer supported so as we're young as we're just getting started if you could Go to the donations tab at the ratings.com and put a monetary value of what you're getting out of this show and website for us. So are, are you finding yourself that you're into movies more, checking out the website, listening to the podcast? Just put a dollar sign to it, and that's kind of how we how we do things here. We want to stay away from corporate advertising. We don't want to really deal with that or, or, or flood our site with advertising and everything like that, or all of a sudden we'll be in a MeUndies ad, and, and it's, just, <laughs> it's just not us. It's not what we want to do, and we think this is kind of going to be one route that people do for for podcasts and we're not the first to do it but we're we're continuing the value for value model and that's what this is and it's a real producer credit when you do give us money you send us money we'll read your donation note and then you will be an official producer of the daily mm-hmm. ratings mm-hmm. you will get a mention and shout out on the website and on the podcast and, and notes and everything like that so that's kind of how we're operating here if you don't have anything to donate or, or you're not quite there yet or something like that hey again we're young please get the word out you sure, know, as, we're, absolutely. as we're getting this website up and running <laughs> We're starting to tell more and more people. And we're hoping you're doing the same. Like I said in previous weeks, we want to be a part of the conversation. So if you help us get us in there, that's awesome, and that's producing as well. Mm-hmm. So, all right, with that, we're going to go to our last film here. This is our in theaters now. This is the one I was excited for because I i think I want to see. I want to go see this in theaters,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but we'll find out in ten minutes if that's the case, <laughs> uh, folks. This is the new Brad Pitt movie. This is Bullet Train. And I don't really know this director, I don't think, uh, David Leitch. I don't know how much he's done before, Ben. Yeah. Uh, but what do we have here? What kind of movie is this, and is it worth a watch?
1: Yeah, David Leitch is is now directing a lot more, but he was a longtime stunt coordinator. Um, his most recents are Hobbs and Shaw, Atomic Blonde, and then also Deadpool 2. Oh. Uh So that is so He's the... pretty big, then. He's oh, doing yeah, things. yeah. yeah. And, and especially with how much time he has as a stunt coordinator... I would enjoy seeing more stunt coordinators go into directing because clearly they have the eye for what's going to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean imagine if we had like Bruce Lee directing, you know, that would be awesome, yeah. you know. Or uh, maybe a Jackie Chan, you know, what I mean it's, it's i to part...
0: say Chuck Norris. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Come on Chuck, get in the seat, get in the seat. Uh, this movie introduced a larger world of contract killers and jams them all in one Japanese train to wrestle together on intertwining jobs and cross wires. Um, there is almost a who type of setup to this which I thought was Surprising. There really is um, a mystery that you unpack on this train in the midst of a lot of stylized killers, uh, a lot of names and, and and code names, and they have their own intros. Very, very, um, very, very smoking aces. Almost feels like a transplant from an early 2000s huh. type of action film. Is uh, it very stylized? Train. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, as far as. You know, uh, text on screen, flashbacks, um, kind of different sequences that are almost like commercials within the world, but kind of build the world around these contract killers.
2: Yeah,
0: sure. Uh,
1: there, there's a lot to it there. And uh, all of this is wrapped up in a... Com- comedic action film. I would say, you know, once again, not to the disgusting level it was with Ambulance, but there is very much comedy weaved into all of the action here. So, comedic action who done it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm working my best here. These these are subgenres of subgenres at this point, so. Uh but that's kind of the elevator pitch. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, definitely. I'm picturing a John Wick murder on the Orient Express. Oh, uh, very good. Meets, I don't know, a, a comedy. <laughs> yeah,
1: definitely murder on the Orient Express. I mean, I didn't even think of that, but yeah. you.
0: I you, mean, you're uh, on a train, you know, yeah, trying yeah. to figure out what's going on with John Wick fighting. Sure, exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So, uh, each killer is given a share of screen time in a semi-ensemble cast. I would say the story is actually kind of split five ways. It is, it is. Uh, I mean, you know, Brad Pitt is definitely our guy, uh, yeah. but it is, a, it is, is a semi-ensemble... <laughs>
0: I'm <laughs> sharing the uh, screen a lot, though. Yes,
1: yes. Uh, I would say Brad Pitt uh, is the focus. He plays a a chill, zen hitman uh, who is a bit off his game, but still a pro. Uh, he doesn't get as much screen time as I would like, but he holds up a lot of scenes. Um, I don't want to get into too many of the other, other killers that we get focus on, partly because... I don't know. I, I I was kind of annoyed with them, but by the end, I enjoyed them. So I think I just kind of want to leave it alone. And, and okay. mainly speaking, I think Brad Pitt is the draw here. You know, for a lot of audiences, what getting them yeah. in the theater. I,
2: I think one hundred percent.
1: Yeah, uh, so much so that actually, I actually had three people walk out of
0: this movie for some reason. What?
1: Yeah, I have no idea. And, and were they in
0: the same group or like separately?
1: Had- uh, no, the same group. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I was like.
0: I don't think it's, it's not like, that bad. Yeah, it's
1: not bad. You know, I mean, I don't, you know, maybe, maybe they were really expecting Brad Pitt, but I, I, I have no idea.
0: Well, so. About these characters that you didn't love or that you were annoyed with in the beginning, was it the acting or was it just like who, what the character was written like?
1: I think it was maybe the specific comedic spin um, ah, that, that was okay. happening there. You know, the comedy's not bad. Again, I, I, too I, much? I feel like I'm over comparing this week, but this really was a uh, Smoke and Aces kind of early, you know, uh, 2000s type of action movie, that everyone has very quick dialogue, and I don't know, I just, I I think when I was in the beginning, I kind of maybe came in with expectations, and that kind of blinded me to what I was getting, actually, uh, in the product, so... I think it's it's either going to work for you or it's not, you know, as far as this. But where I want to stress uh, across the board, and especially no spoilers, uh, comedic action is very true to how all action scenes are even choreographed because it is always always in in a tenfold joke. I think this is showing a ripple effect of the type of action we see in like a Deadpool 2 or a Hobbs and Shaw versus an Atomic Blonde, where Atomic Blonde was trying to be cool as ice, you know, uh, the, 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 those other two, their action sequences, they're certainly badass and they're certainly well choreographed, but they're, they're kind of for jokes in themselves as an objective, you know, they're not about lethality.
0: No, Um, big time. Absolutely.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, I mean, uh, take that for what you will. You know, I mean, I think we live in an age that uh, so much comedy is interwoven into movies that... You know, I think sometimes that can hurt, uh, just specifically with action. You know how lethal it looks, and I don't think it's per se a problem here. But
0: I think that's I think that's a great point. Yeah, I think that's what I was. That's another reason why Marvel is just lackluster to me, or because it has this comedic light feel that when it is serious, I don't ever get that seriousness. Sure. sure. It doesn't and, sell it, and there's yeah, there's some weird stuff where sometimes comedy could be interplayed there, like when you when you a movie, The Nice Guys, mm-hmm. who we both really like. You, yep. I mean, you give it have a great score on oh, it. Yeah. When you look at that, there's comedy all over that film, mm-hmm. and it really really works though. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, if you do it just slightly off, or the jokes aren't quite there, if it's not acted well, then all of a sudden you're watching just a stupid movie. Yeah. So would you consider this is it uh, is it d- balancing on the edge kind of? Uh,
1: yes, definitely balancing on the edge successfully, but. Definitely a couple steps away from being a stupid movie. Okay, uh, I bet
0: I bet Brad Pitt does a great job at delivering the comedic moments. Exactly, right,
1: exactly. But even with Brad Pitt, I mean, we saw this in the trailer. You know, there's a moment where uh, you know a a uh, train attendant kind of walks in and he buys a glass of water, mm-hmm. and across from him is his competing assassin. You know, his competing contract killer that has proven himself. On screen to do nothing and care about no, you know, collateral damage, no, no, no people getting killed in between, and they both stop and they have time for jokes. I think the lethality and the oh, stakes yeah. of that moment are directly hurt by that emphasis on comedy. Sure, you know what I mean. Yeah. So, uh, I think my best pitch for this movie, though, is it. It is fun. It is snappy. It has creative fights. But my praise doesn't go much beyond surface level. Um, you know, once again, uh, a a boys' watch <laughs> for sure. I mean, this is this is the week of boys' watches basically. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) What hurts the rating for this one is, I think, the writing, plain and simple. You know, unlike something like Snowpiercer, there's another comparison, Uh, (laughs) where the simplicity of the train kind of improves the storytelling or has a momentum to the storytelling, this movie is all over the place. There is a heavy, heavy abundance of flashbacks and side scenes that certainly give some variety, but I really think are just very poorly placed. It takes us away from the story way too often, and way too often to the, to the sense that we almost or at least I did it got put on the back burner the real stakes of what was there. Uh, That's the, not
0: good. You're being pulled off the train way too often.
1: Exactly. Yeah. A- and as odd as it is to say these flashbacks have action sequences of their own, some are the best action sequences in the film and I think if anything it kind of hurts this train pitch, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Sure. Keep your action sequences on the on the train and 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 where we need to be progressing with the story in that action sequences <laughs> Are to be, you know, progressing the plot along, uh, or or illustrate conflict there, you know this this it's just way too often this this happens. The script has a real problem just staying in its own premise, and I would say also characters just talk in massive monologues that 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 don't really hit too often. Um, some come off straight up annoying. Some come off unfunny. Uh, I think with this again, I I was sold maybe on these characters by the end, but especially in the beginning, uh, it's either going to work for you, it's going, it's not going to work for you. So, okay. Uh, I think I was I a little that, bit on the, the side of it not working.
0: I, yeah, for me. but that's a good way to. I think for some people probably would love it. Sure. Some people sure. probably would love, it, especially that little bit more. Comi- I mean, again, unlike ambulances, is billed as a comedy, right? Or, right. or part comedy at mm-hmm, least. Mm-hmm. So there is something there, um, and I think maybe for some audiences, it, it that would hit more. Right. Right. But I think that's a good distinction to make where – because I think I would be in your boat. mm mm-hmm do it tastefully mm-hmm. because we're really here to see some good action.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and and that's more than anything. Uh that's what reminded me of this kind of like early 2000s time period that this um the way the characters talk, the way they introduced what they're about, what's their gimmick as a killer, mm-hmm. what's the you know uh what their uprooting was, who trained them. All of this is in blocks of monologue that are just dumped on us. And then we have an action sequence, and then there's a joke in the middle of an action sequence that even disrupts that. You know, what I mean, it's just—I don't know. It's the writing is just very clumsy, and
0: you know, maybe clumsy, lazy. Yeah, yeah. because it could. Yeah, it's just not the—it's just not the highest performing product, really. Yeah, that exactly. Yeah.
1: So, uh, I, I think luckily that you know, again, I'm going to take my personal bias out of it not working for me in the beginning out of the way. I think that could be a coin flip for a lot of people, and the the highlight is again the action sequences. We get very creative action sequences, and our director here is clearly you know not out of ideas, not out of any sort of gas when it comes to uh, building creative set pieces, and how much that is you know, our, our director's pedigree for stunt work uh, and, and how much it really shines through in this film. So uh, I think it's a big highlight is, is just creative fights and choreography. You know, so much of the train is used. If anything, why it was like you know in my notes I was saying why are we not on the train more why are we constantly flashing back outside of the train is that the best fights are actually on the train you know uh, because they're worked in tight spaces you know they're they're working creatively with I, th- I like it it's cool yeah, yeah it is yeah. it's cool uh, you know this Japanese bullet train has a has a uh, like an anime sponsored area so we get to see you know fun creative things with like mascot characters and it's like you know I, I, I really enjoyed the aspects that were using the train back to my comparison of you know where something like snowpiercer it's using the train almost in every aspect of how the story sure. and the and the in the film is told in just the same way this film had that but it was just constantly jumping out of yeah. it you know
0: what i mean uh,
1: and, and, it's hurting and,
0: itself, shooting itself in the foot with that.
1: Yeah, what's a shame is that it's, you know, that is the strong point to it. I just wanted more uh, of, of what it was about. Yeah. So uh, surprisingly, the mystery, or like I said, the kind of who done whodunit, uh, takes up more screen time uh, than I thought, and in ways more screen time than the action itself. Uh, I would say for 90% of this film, I was counting that as a negative, but by the end, I was actually surprised by the mystery, which is not something I get to feel with films watching five movies a week. You know, I'm very numb to films, yeah. if anything. So uh, the 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 fact that this film was able to surprise me a little bit uh, with some of the twists here, uh, I I think it went from a plainly negative mark to actually a positive one. So I don't
0: think... That's a little surprise.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think um, the fact that this emphasis on mystery... Equal to action, if not maybe even a little bit heavier than action, mm-hmm. is necessarily a bad thing. But the the fights are there; they are solid. They are packed with good looking slow motion and just rule of cool stuff. You know, what I mean, uh, from the names of the contract killers to how they're introduced. To you know, what I mean, this film has a a priority with just looking cool, being cool, and feeling cool, uh, which I think is uh, perfectly fine for what the film sets out to to do. Uh, Really, listen, I I could chew into this uh, movie a lot more, but ultimately it would be to illustrate lackluster to above average rating. You know, I would say unlike Gray Man uh, that we covered uh, a couple weeks ago where the action was plagued with generic aspects, Bullet Train is much more unique, but some of the struggles to rise above of something similar that is just kind of action candy is definitely coming to mind. Uh, Luckily, the film's style, I think, separates it enough, makes it unique enough, but I definitely was saying that you know, the action was was lacking substance, and uh, not that it had to be much more than that, uh, but I was hoping, really, to walk away with it, especially with this emphasis on mystery, that it would have came, kind of resulted into something a little bit more special. Uh, not to say a bad film, not to say a great film either. We're going to go ahead and give Bullet Train a 65.
0: Okay, but 65, yeah, 65 is a pretty good score still. Yeah, yeah. I would be interested. I'm glad that has a lot of style to it, because that's kind of what it seemed like. And with that, with Brad Pitt, with the fight sequences, mm-hmm. I think I'd still be interested in going to see it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think and it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah. Uh, and again, uh, more so, uh, I'm, I'm curious of your take on it, because uh, I was really scratching my head over this, this group of people that left the theater, you know? I mean, I, I, I almost am eager to hear different perspectives on this film.
0: Yeah, no, I will. But I think it's good almost. I almost want, that's why I wanted to wait to hear your thoughts on it in your review because i kind of i'm set up better now mm-hmm. you've set it up enough sure i know what i know what the deal is at certainly least.
1: the expectation of more mystery uh you know what i mean going that, into but it's that. more
0: so just like that we're going to be off the train a little bit more that we have it's not all brad it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a lot of other stuff going on in the multiple characters but again it felt like it had style mm-hmm. I, it just seemed like the action was going to be good mm-hmm. and i'm glad that that is true that 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 held up mm-hmm. which is nice why people were walking out god no i don't know
2: <laughs> yeah, i'll watch I was i'll really... watch it and get back to you yeah, and yeah then, was... well
0: you have to tell me when they left too anyway.
2: oh sure sure
0: um but okay Ben. all right so we're looking at these scores this is a very uh, not you know kind of middle of the road i mean again a 65 is a good i don't know 65 is a good movie yeah yeah and we've had 73 in there as well i mean looking at these is there anything you want to add to this action-packed week or uh, roll I mean, credits, it, it was it
1: was honestly enjoyable in the sense that I didn't have it to use my weird. brain it was a too weird much. Week almost, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely a weird week. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like all of these movies could be TV watches. Uh, they weren't all TV watches, but uh, <laughs> I, I think that in itself, I was excited and and if anything, like I said, I was when I saw. In some of the pre-research to to form the review, that right. these were bad scores, I really there was a genuine excitement to say, okay, I, I I get now to put my two cents into it and call heads or tails if it's really bad or not. More often than not,
0: that's fine. I was kind of
1: agreeing <laughs> with the directions here. <laughs> <laughs> no but uh but there there
0: was enjoyment there too. yeah there's it's, nuances uh, there from watching yeah. it too you know what i mean there are there are decent nuances to catch in there as yeah, well exactly so but uh maybe maybe our producers can write in and, and give me
1: your favorite dad afternoon watch uh <laughs> I, would be, I would love oh, to, that's fun i'd love to do a nor another one like this that it's uh it's on the road i don't have to think too much but they're they're solid movies
0: and keeping them at an hour and a half, folks, because those are <laughs> right. really the best ones.
1: Yeah. I needed it. I needed
0: it. Uh, but all right, Vin. All right. So we thank you for watching those, Vin. Thank you for stopping by. Folks at home, we're going to run this down one more time. We have The Hunted with a 64%, Warrior with a 73%, Kin with a 34%, Ambulance with a 48 and Bullet Train with a 65%. We thank you so much, all, for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the Daily Ratings Podcast. <music> If you enjoyed the podcast, if you would, give us a good rating or tell a friend about us. If you're wondering if a film is worth a watch or just like to see more movie ratings from Vince, be sure to stop by thedailyratings.com where we have our ever expanding catalog of films. Also, if you found value in the podcast or our site, become a producer and go to the donations tab on thedailyratings.com. You can donate whatever amount of value you feel you received from us. We're looking to build this into something large and great, but also be independent from those corporate sponsors. So we greatly appreciate any support from you all. So thanks so much, and we'll see you next time on the Daily Ratings Podcast.